You're listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, episode 18. On today's episode, we discuss Oh My Girl, this week in music and life adventures. So sit back and chill with friends. You're listening to The After Show with the Soju Talk Nation. Welcome to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, a chill discussion on this week in the Soju Talk Nation. We're recording on Thursday, May 13th, 2021. It is 5.41 a.m. PST. I'm your host, Crispy, and joining me this week, we're welcome back, Koala. Hello, Koala. Hello. Um, so can you explain to, to everyone why we're recording on Thursday morning? Because I had assignments till yesterday till 11 p.m. Yeah, they stacked all your academics like the last two days before a break, which is kind of amazing. Great job, Germany, uh, and your education system. Yeah, I, I ended up with 9K words. <laughs> a 9K word uh, essay, is that correct? M- multiple projects. Oh, multiple projects. Well, you are, you know what, you're so far ahead of us academically. You will uh, uh, appreciate all the work you've done in the future and go into university thinking you are 10 times smarter than us US kids. So, you know what? <laughs> Honestly, it might be for the best. I mean, you're already um, a professional broadcaster. So now you're going to be an academic. I mean, it, it's all just going to work out for you. Call your way ahead of the game. Let's just say that. I hate it here. Uh, announcements this week. Um, Soju Sessions Episode 7, a not-so-crackhead bagel, joins me to talk Itzy. And I will tell you, it was a very insightful, in-depth conversation to the point where several people messaged me saying, how the hell did I get bagel to be so chill? And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Uh, considering the topic was itsy, he had a little bit of crackhead energy to start, but no, he held it down. So good job, Bagel. Um, also, Koala is not dead, so she is here this week. We don't know about next week. Who knows about the future? The future is uncertain. But for now, we have her here, and we have uh, a lot of fun things to talk about this week. Um Moving on now to celebrating the nation. I think I missed it last week. So on May 8th, we had Yi celebrating his birthday on the server. Uh, shout out to Yi. He's been one of the OGs for about a year now. Um, I do recognize his username and him in chat. So just give him a, a shout out if you didn't get a chance to say happy birthday to him. And on May 17th, we have Joanne. So wish her a happy birthday on the server. Spam her notifications and pings. Uh, let her know how much the nation appreciates her and her being around. Quala, um, anything else you want to catch us up on since we haven't seen you in a, in a week? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, I will force you to uh, tell us about your life a little bit later on in the show. <laughs> so don't you worry. All right. So let's move on to this week in Soju Talk Music. 
Um, the crew had two songs this week with Oh My Girl and Dun Dun Dance and NCT Dream with Hot Sauce. So the conversation this week did feel a little lighter, more free-flowing conversation. And I gotta say, I do like when they take a lot of detours, when they have their set things they want to say, but are more casual about how they go about it. Um, I think one of the, the detours that caught everyone's attention was when Doug talked about top five girl groups, Koala. What did you think about uh, Doug putting Oh My Girl in the likes of Blackpink, Twice, Itzy, Red Velvet, um, and Mamamoo, in contention with Mamamoo? I'm not I'm I'm not too knowledgeable about Gogos. First of all, probably a painful was once that Eyes One isn't there anymore. I mean yes. Second of all, I, but I, I it's don't... fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just like if, if we talked about that topic like a month ago, they would have been up there, but eh, contracts. Anyway, I don't think there is like a lot of like competition amongst Gogos because you can like name probably the top three and then there's a big drop i would say i would consider mamamoo and oh my girl like a different kind of group than blackpink and twice and red velvet but i can get why you would put oh my girl there i guess because they're doing very decently on like general public level yeah a lot of general public popularity right now in korea um and then as far as like the other groups, it's very much a, a global, um, global brand awareness, right? With Twice and Blackpink definitely um, having their place amongst the uh, global audience, um, especially Blackpink with all the things that they do, um, will have done last year. Um, and then Itzy slowly making their way into a lot more Western-friendly content and Western-friendly approach. Um, I do think that there is a group of girl groups that separates themselves with just their resources and their ability to reach um, other audiences. But as far as Korea, as far as general popularity within variety and and dramas um, and just being in entertainment, I do think Oh My Girl is in there. Um, A lot in part thanks to their music and what they were able to accomplish in 2019 at the end through Queendom. Uh, we will touch on that uh, a little bit later. Um, and this also got them to talking about tier list. Okay. So I did a, I did really like the conversation going into more casual behind the scenes. This is um, like a programming, like peek into what they do. What did you think about uh, Doug kind of going into detail about the angry comments and the context of why they no longer do, do tier list on the show? I believe this wasn't the first. I, I feel like he, he's talked about it a lot of times already. Maybe in voice chat. I don't remember if it was on like episodes. But I know that the feedback on these tearless videos were kind of poo-poo. So, but it was nice to like talk a bit out of the frame of the two songs. To give a little bit more insight if we only have two songs anyway. So yeah. Yeah, that was really nice just to lighten up the conversation and to have different topics kind of flow in and out um very smooth doug and warren and anita um yeah the the tearless conversation i think doug has talked to us about it offline but hearing it on the show and if you're a regular listener now kind of 
put into context of of why like the internet is so uh tricky to navigate sometimes um yes you want to kind of do your best into making content that is accessible and seo friendly search engine optimized but at the same time if your content is uh causing you some stress then i think it's best to kind of do what you think is right and not doing tier list is uh, is an okay thing because I think it, it has made Doug happier. And he also Doug has said he's depressed. So you know, you know, one less thing to worry about. Um let's move on now to the music this week. And should I allow you to take control because you are the girl group stand here? Or uh <laughs> do you do you want me to, to help you out here, Koala? Because uh, the first song we have is Oh My Girl with Dun Dun Dance, released on Monday. Uh, May 10th. Uh, Koala, go ahead. Take take it away. All of you. <laughs> Says the person that's been like on an Oh My God marathon yesterday. <laughs> okay, so before I get into my uh, segment, what were your initial reactions when you first heard the song and watched the music video? Very summery. It it fit the weather we had in Germany. Oh, oh wait, now I need to calculate. What is thirty degrees Celsius and Fahrenheit? Is it eighty? Is eighty hot? It is decently warm. Yeah, depending on should be alright. Yeah, California eighty is like it's okay because there's a lot of uh, it's not very humid. Like it's. It's dry, but then also there's a lot of wind, typically. So it's not like it's like killing us. But yeah, so summary Germany, okay, okay. Anything else? Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Summer in Germany. All right, I'm feeling it. I also liked like the whole aesthetics of and the visuals of the EMV. I also wondered where they could have filmed this because some sceneries look re- pretty interesting and cool to look at like that one glass building that was like I, I i don't know what the shape of that was but it looked cool ah so a lot of attention to detail is what i'm hearing from you okay so you are the girl group stand got it got it um with me i totally didn't do three hours of research yesterday about oh my girl totally didn't um but i will say that oh my girl is firmly in my top three if not top five of girl groups um and i don't know there's just something about the the way i was reintroduced to them back in 2019 um and that kind of like helped me stick with their progression and their journey and just like the things that they had accomplished up until that point um so oh my girl debuted back in 2015 a lifetime ago um and through my research yesterday watching all the old mvs and kind of reading the history of how their their songs were released the music definitely is dated no not dated it definitely sounds like it's from that time right like going back and listening to it but they did a nice job of balancing releases from um very typical like almost summary like they do a nice job of like summer music, but then flipping to a more fantasy, fairy, almost ominous 
<laughs> sound of like pop music, which is like very storytelling, right? Um, and I really like the balance between their ability to tell a story, but then also flip back to something very fun and light, um, which is actually the past two songs between Nonstop and Dun Dun Dance. Um, a couple of the things I, I found amazing about their music um, is just, well, Koala, what's your history with Oh My Girl? Because I feel like I'm going to go on a monologue if I don't uh, let you kind of like take over a little bit here. I don't know. Do I do I have a history with Oh My Girl? <laughs> I, I don't think I've really followed them a lot. I just like I I just recognized them through Nonstop and Dolphin. I I knew like a couple of songs before that, but I don't think I have like a big. I don't I don't think I've listened to a lot of their music yet. So you're saying that you're a miracle, is what I'm hearing. Got <laughs> totally. <laughs> you're a dedicated Oh My Girl fan miracle. Uh, well, for me, some of my favorite, more memorable moments from Oh My Girl from the past few years. Um, I do remember uh, the subunit, Banhana, uh, with Banana Allergy, Monkey. Uh, I do remember that song floating around. I didn't know who that was by. I just knew it existed. And then when I got into more, more Oh My Girl in 2019, I went back and like really paid attention. And that song is amazing. Go check it out. It is a uh, trolley, um, Banana Allergy, Monkey song of a song. Like that title says it all. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and I think my first memory of Oh My Girl was, I think somewhere between 2016, 2017, maybe even like early 2018, when I was going through um, Twice content. And I remember Nyan talking about um, her affection for Oh My Girl and that she likes their music. And that's when I first heard about that group. Um, Back in the day, I still wasn't like super into like all of K-pop. I was very much just into like the bigger groups. So Twice was up there, Red Velvet. Um, but I didn't really spend too much time with other other groups. So when I heard Oh My Girl, I was like, oh, that's a very cute name. So I checked out a couple of the songs. Nothing stuck yet until 2019 when we had Queendom. And I will tell you, man, that show did so much for I would say a handful of groups maybe two or three groups like they really popped off because of Queendom but Oh My Girl I think got the biggest bump um, just going through the pacing of some of the performances uh, Secret Garden got third which I felt was a reintroduction to who Oh My Girl was because I think they did get kind of lost in that nebulous space of Red Velvet uh, Twice Blackpink kind of in that time of 2016-2019. Um, they are from a smaller company. Um, they were caught like right in between IOI and Eyes One. But I think this performance really helped people rediscover them and get reacquainted with what they are about, their concept, and really their performance ability. And then they had Destiny, which is a lovely song that they covered. Do you remember this performance, Koala? I barely remember any Queendom performances, to be honest. Okay, I mean, that's fair. Um, but I will say, well, if you go back and rewatch this performance, I only associate this song with Oh My Girl now. 
because I went back to watch the original uh, version that Lovelies did. It's it's five years old, so it's definitely from that time. But the Oh My Girl version, I can't unhear that version, and it's very powerful. It's the the stage performance is amazing. The dancing, the vocal flex between Sungi and Hyojung is is just out of out of control. Um, and then there was a collaboration stage where Yua stood out super hard with the Michael Jackson dance cover. Um, I, don't, I don't think we need to say any more about that. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's there. It's amazing. She. I think I remember that performance. Oh, yeah. So it was the dance um, dance subunit or dance group. They all did really well. Like I went, I watched the entire performance. It's about seven minutes because each of the girls has a solo. But you was, she covers Michael Jackson. She kills it. My God. Did you know you was that great of a dancer before the show? I I barely knew her name. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could have associated her with any, like, talent, so to speak. Yeah, and I think that goes... That says a lot about smaller groups, right? Where you don't, you're not too familiar with the individual members or kind of the trajectory of uh, their careers up until something like this can highlight them. So I do think that Queendom did provide that platform to push Oh My Girl forward and really show that, oh, all these girls are really talented. And yet all these girls are very grounded and they're in the mix with the, the top tier groups of the same era. Um, kind of moving on really quickly to the last couple of stages. So Twilight um, is an older song that they did a rendition of, which is a very fairy tale fantasy stage. They got first place with that one. And then the finale, they did a brand new song. It was Gorilla and they got second place overall. So it's just the whole arc of Queendom really showed that they're like a top tier group. And they got second to Mamamoo, which at that point Mamamoo was is still like a very big group and very well known in Korea. But I think just pushing Oh My Girl right up next to Mamamoo helped a lot for uh, their 2020 where they popped off with Nonstop and Dolphin. Um, and then Yua has her solo with Bon Voyage. Um, I know we, I, I did a long roundabout like Oh My Girl history, um, but it just goes to kind of show that even... Um, even if like a group doesn't pop off immediately, there is a lot of opportunity for them to um, put their stamp on uh, the K-pop industry. And if you know things, um, you know things happen and they get lucky, essentially, you know timing is everything. I think we talked about that last week. Um, then they can really like pop off and really like capture the hearts and souls of. Uh, of uh, the audience. So kind of moving back to the main show, was there anything about the, the cruise conversation about Dun Dun Dance that really stood out to you? I don't, I don't think so. Um, I did really like that. Uh, Anita talked about the styling, um, very casual summer beach wear. Um, well, not even summer beach wear, just like very casual, like summer, spring, like there was jeans and then there was like really simple dresses. Um, Sungi had this like black dress that was like super simple, but it just like totally worked for her. Um, I, Warren, I don't know what Warren's talking about. That hair was pink. I, it, hot sauce? Magenta? What? <laughs> I, I don't understand. Um, 
but yeah, I think overall it was just a very happy, really uplifting song, and it really captures summer. And what Doug said about not taking yourself too seriously, I do think that Girl Crush and Edgy are kind of the default now for a lot of girl groups, um, and kind of the expectation for newer girl groups, right? Where it's like, oh my girl, they kind of flipped it and said like, no, we're just going to do our thing and we're really good at it and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Um, and it kind of kind of goes to show like just making music authentically goes a long way. Um, yeah. Any closing thoughts before we move on to the next song to speak, Koala? Seem like a big oh my girl simp. I don't know what you mean. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> You know, I totally don't uh, watch U.S. dance videos often and uh, watch RN's webtoon, web drama. <laughs> Have you watched that web drama? I don't think so. The World of I My 17. Need a name. The World of My 17. You know what? It's only about an hour long, the entire thing. We should watch it sometime. I think I've watched it. I don't remember like web dramas a lot because they end up to be usually the same of a plot. So yeah. Yeah, it's a very straightforward plot, but you got to see her and it's really cringy, but it's amazing. Oh my god. It's super cringy. <laughs> She's kind of the worst, but I love it. I'll watch it again. Um, Nation, if you're available, um, hit us up. We'll watch it together. It'll be fun. All right, I think that's enough Oh My Girl sipping. I think we spent like 15 minutes on Oh My Girl. So uh, let's move on now to NCT Dream with Hot Sauce, Koala. Okay, you are the true boy group stand, so I will uh, let you take over here. What'd you think? How'd you like the song and music video? Uh, God. So I'm already usually not like the type to like that NCT loudish sound. I I I just learned about myself like the past years that I really like their ballads like gen generally as M ballads and I'm not quite a fan of their title tracks and this was not it for me to be honest. I I really like the build up and I was fine worse to the verses but the chorus was just really not it and the second chorus got even weirder and it I got uh, really distracted by the weirdly pitch distorted voices of them and overall it just seemed very much like a mess to me to be honest Koala what would I do without you with this hard hitting analysis honestly um, because all those things I agree with it's just I was not able to um, articulate as well as you so yeah I mean totally so I, I actually don't listen to NCT at all so I can't compare what their ballad sounds would be to their title tracks and like hype releases. Um, this, this song is very on brand with what I know about <laughs> NCT and SM. Um, like it, it definitely just sounds like another title track with them, even with like the meme of the hot sauce. And I mean, to me, they should have just doubled down and like made the hot sauce available because uh, you and I very much like spicy stuff. And I think Doug was more surprised that the hot sauce wasn't available than the fact that it wasn't a, a CF. I mean, uh, I think they even have like NCT chocolate and like snacks. So why what? don't you just release a hot sauce? All this branding possibility. And yet, 
and yet we don't get a hot sauce. Um, with regards to the song, I did think it was kind of all over the place as well. Um, I think Anita summarized it best when she started by saying, personally, and then kind of just like trailing off. Um, it's, it's a hype song. I mean, there's just chantiness. There's a, there's a hype. But again, I think the chantiness was pointed out very well by the crew that um, it was it was very high, it was high pitch it was modified. Um, they were not so sure if that was their natural tone or not. After re-listening to it, I couldn't unhear it. It's like, oh yeah, this is literally off. So yeah, uh, I, I recognized it right right away. I was like, they don't sound like that. They went through puberty. That's not their voices anymore. Yeah. It, it, it is kind of weird when a younger group debuts and, you know, their voices will change inevitably. But then you see them like a year or two years later when they should, their voice should have changed. And yet their voice still sounds similar to how they did sound. I think there's a little bit of a disconnect, like mental disconnect for me when that happens, especially for boy groups, because um, it hits boy groups a little bit differently than for girl groups. Um... I think a lot of the uh, analogies this week were very on point with uh, too much spice, too spicy, no sweetness, no tartness, no balance. Thank you, Warren. Um, <laughs> do you think all of the uh, the ways that Warren described the song were uh, were on point this week, Koala? Yeah, I would agree to those. Yeah, I think I think food analogies here were most fitting and kind of perfect with. Um, the song and the release and the music video. So uh, well done, Warren. Fits right in. Uh, any closing thoughts on NCT Dream's Hot Sauce? So I it, it seems like most of us don't really enjoy the song, but you got to say that they're doing really well as a group. They already got 60 million views and it's only been out three days and they sold like almost one million copies. So you got to acknowledge that just would have been better if like general public would have liked the song more, even though I know it's been charting pretty decently on bucks and flow. I think you bring up a really interesting point, Qual, where our community spends a lot of time with K-pop. So we listen to K-pop regularly, often, and because of the show, because of the podcast, we tend to think more deeply about the things we listen to right where i think the general audiences um whether that's global or local in korea are probably more casual about how they listen to music and it's really easy just to turn on a music video and just let it play and if it's familiar if it's on brand with nct and what you know about the nct you're not going to feel too strongly either way right and I think NCT and SM does a nice job of doing that, where it's like, this is our brand, this is our sound and style. You know, if you're a more in-depth music listener, you are going to hear a lot of the things that are imperfect. Perhaps things that are not intentionally imperfect, things that just like come out a certain way. But to them, it, it matters. I, I don't want to say it matters less, but it's not a priority for them to capture every single person who listens so deeply because those aren't the people that will 
um, give a song YouTube plays or even just casually buy like an album. Um, so I do think it goes, it gives us a little peek into the industry and how larger companies operate. Um, but I also do think that there is a formula to how to be successful. And if you have recognizable faces like Mark, um, <laughs> I think I think it does help. Mark and the boys. Yeah, that was an interesting moment for Doug. <laughs> as soon as he said it, he regretted it. I was like, oh, Doug, you're so funny. <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think it does like go a long way to show like what the brand of nct has accomplished and their uh their recognize recognition (laughs) recognizability is that even a word being recognizable locally and globally for them so yeah i think that was a long roundabout way to say sm as a business i think that you and they are doing well and people like us people who are a little bit more in-depth and deep you know it's not for us so yeah let's just uh let the kids have what they what they want to enjoy um yeah those are a lot of words today we're just you know we're just going up we're just going for it today all right let's move on to soju wow let's move on to the soju chart this week we have um new songs new songs because stacy in their fourth week captured the Spice King crown and had to be retired from this chart. So sorry, Stacy fans. Um, we no longer will have Stacy, but you know what? When they come back again sometime this year, you know, we're going after that crown. So here we go. Um, but we do have a brand new song taking number one this week, a song that I love very dearly. Uh, let's start with three. So we have On and Off with Ugly Dance. We have En Hypen with Drunk Dazed and number one, Oh My Girl with Dun Dun Dance. Koala, what did you think about how the chart um, came up, came together this week? I like this chart a lot because I like all of the songs. Like, actually, I actually listen to all of those. I don't think that's the case, like, in most of the episodes. Yeah, no, I agree because Oh My Girl is number one. So I'm already, I'm good. I'm good. Like, whatever happens after that, it's like, all right, cool. You want to put a couple boy groups here? All right, cool. You know, got to represent everyone's different tastes. Um, Drunk Days, I think, revisiting it, I can appreciate the quality of the music video and the song. Again, like, it for me, it's not my taste. Like, I just don't listen to boy groups. And, um, I... Like I, I hesitate to say this is like the big hit sound because it's not technically the big hit sound, but it kind of is the big hit sound. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say, and hype and sound differentiates itself from TXT. So even if they share similarities with uh, with production and um, dancing and performance, I, there's enough for me to say, oh, this is very different from TXT. So with that, Chunk Dazed, pretty cool song, pretty cool MV. On and off. So we have WM representing with two spots this week. What do you think about that, Koala, and how on and off is very steadily being um, a consistent boy group this year? On. Oh, I love it. I think they are pretty much in the same spot as Oh My God, just on a smaller extent, because I think for Road to Kingdom, they also benefited a lot, just like their seniors. I think, yes, seniors. They debuted after Omega. Oh so 
it's nice to see that they are slowly gaining more popularity after the show. Yeah, I think overall, Queendom and Kingdom will have a net positive on all the groups that um, participated, right? Um, I think Queendom, we're starting to see a separation with some of the groups that are mo more popular and are doing better. But with Kingdom, and Road to Kingdom specifically, I feel like all of those groups gained far more popularity than they would have otherwise. I know I'm kind of like saying something that seems obvious, but um, just considering the competition for boy groups and, and the market um, almost to a saturation point with just so many boy groups, I do think that they are all doing really well because of the show. And me personally, I would never have listened to On and Off had they not come on Road to Kingdom. And I actually would not have known that On and Off and Oh My Girl were from the same company had you not told me numerous times because of the show. Oh my God. So, you know what? Um, yeah, I think last week I did say that Doug and I have very similar taste in boys. Um, him saying he likes Oh My Girl, it looks like we have the same taste in girls too. So, very nice. You hate it. You hate it. <laughs> um, any closing thoughts on this week in Soju Talk, Music, and the Chart? This is this was the last week that was chill. The next coming weeks will be very, very messy with a lot of releases. Yeah, I think next week we're going to have to be a little bit more focused in how we talk about things. And the crew may not have space to be flexible with, uh, with conversation. But, you know... You know, maybe they can work it out. Maybe they can find a way to be a little bit more casual. But um, yeah, I mean, they're going to have a lot to say in the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to that for sure. All right, let's move on now to State of the Nation. They had a lot to say this week between State of the Nation and news. Was there anything that stood out to you particularly, Koala? China. Uh. Uh. Just... I'm I'm not too deep into K-pop right now. I'm like watching some of the releases, but China, I'm just too much. I shouldn't have watched you with you. This is this is the end for me. Um. Yeah. I don't. I think I think Doug summarized it really well because um talking to you regularly, you did mention some of the things that were happening in China. I was very surprised to hear that Youth with You ended. But then Doug giving further detail. Um, and I do think this is stuff that you guys do talk about on the server. Because um, I, I will pop in occasionally just to kind of see what... Uh, if there is any news or how people are, are, take, Lisa. are taking the information. L Lisa. And Lisa, yes, of course, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying not to simp for this section. But, you know, if you keep bringing it up, I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> you know, far be it for me to deny myself. Um, but yeah, I think the the China situation is really interesting because um, it's wrapped up in powers beyond just entertainment and economics, right? It's wrapped up in hmm. uh, politics, I mean, for lack of a better word. Um, politics that I personally have no idea uh, anything about, so I, I can't really speak to any of it, either with an opinion or with any um facts anything backed up because i just don't keep up with that political tension but i will say it's not surprising 
and it's uh it's a little scary with how much control uh china displayed by just shutting down an operation that is very popular in china and also globally so it's it's really interesting to see whether or not they will really ban all the survival shows for the next years because lisa was also rumored to be on the survival show the next month so i don't know what will happen to those because i know that there are few planned for this year left yeah i i don't know man it's 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 yeah i don't i honestly like i can't wrap my head around how a country who is making a lot of money off of these shows right because it's very economically sound to to do these shows and to partner with other com- countries and people from around the globe because it increases visibility it increases good relations and it increases business relations but then for a government to just step in and say no more it kind of blows my mind that in 2021 yeah, that can still happen. It doesn't even seem like it's coming from the government, but more of like the Chinese netizens, because they seem very negative about it from what I've read so far. They, I mean, they they are they are they love their survival shows, but this year it seems very negative if you talk about youth with you in specific. Well, I had no idea that it's actually um, a public response situation. Um, but then also, like, that public response could motivate the government to do something about it, right? And if there's a country that's going to do something about it, it it makes sense that it's China. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. I mean, again, not to make any um, judgments of just how things are run around the world. It's just... It's in line with what we know about how certain um, certain things happen around the world. Um, some other things that they talked about um, on the show. I did like Warren's business talk, localizing media and like products. Can can we get like a Warren like business talk <laughs> section every week? Because like, talk. right? Can you get a Warren try to talk? I feel like I learned so much every time Warren has something to say. Like man. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think it it does kind of allow for like an open conversation of how economics work in Korea versus like the United States, the differences, the similarities, um, but also like the the global market, right? Because I think that's like the most interesting part of it, where we here in the United States, and like I'm sure like you in Germany, don't have immediate access to influence like these markets, and yet somehow we are participating in them. And I think it's that understanding and that. Um, reconciling like how we influence those markets um, it is an interesting top, uh, talking point and I hope that Warren can go into further detail about that because he does like bring up certain things where it's like oh I feel like he studied this I think he mentioned like late stage economics at one point like months ago and I was like oh talk more about that please TED talk please but he just kind of jokingly brushed it off um yeah, was there anything else about... Oh, State of the Nation stuff. So they are no longer doing Kingdom. <laughs> what did you think about that, Koala? I feel at ease. 
All right. So not to like, uh, not to, you know, separate Kingdom fans and those who enjoy the show and everything, but this week was no performances. Okay, it was essentially an athletic competition show, where all the groups did a, a, a vaulting activity that took forty five minutes. And then they did a relay race that took 10 minutes. So that's about 15 minutes of just like them doing like something athletic. And the episode was like, was still an hour and a half. So again, I'm not saying that, you know, if you, if you like that stuff, cool. I'm just saying like, I wanted to see a competition show and what I got was uh, Idol Star Athletic, but with boy groups. <laughs> and I, I, that's kind of not what I signed up for but you know it was cool seeing them interact that's all I'll say um, did you catch any of that uh, that episode this week Koala? I saw some like funny videos on like Twitter and Instagram but I mm, it seemed fun but I, it wasn't fun enough for me to watch the whole episode I I would have to confirm your uh, your suspicions that yes it did it was fun but I think in smaller doses smaller bite sized clips it could have been equally effective um, so the big question mark of why this entire episode was dedicated to just that without performances um, is is there for me. Because I don't remember this being the case with Queendom. I could be wrong. There could have been an episode where they, did, they didn't do performances. Um, but this is, a, this is a competition show. And I kind of wanted just music. So here we are. Um, yeah, so moving forward, I think they are just going to, you know, quickly brush up on what happened in Kingdom um, every week without a full-on segment. Um, which to me is fine because honestly the performances are still impactful enough that I think that there's enough to say to talk about Um, and I do appreciate Warren being a little bit more candid with the fact that it's a bit of a struggle for him because he wants to watch music and he wants to watch dancing and yet I think Kingdom has turned into a different a different uh, expectation all in and of itself, right? Where uh, there isn't as much emphasis on singing, at least not with every group, and that there is a far greater emphasis on stunts as opposed to dancing. Um, I can agree to both of those things. And, you know, if it makes for better conversations down the line, I think I'm, I'm down for them to uh, restructure things a bit. I think the next two episodes should be better though because they now are in units so it's rap focused vocal focused and performance focused i think that could be better for the overall like stage quality yeah i think that'll be really it'll be it'll be nice i think and i think we talked we talked about this with queendom too how like there was a dance uh dance unit i think that will be really cool to see a dance unit for kingdom where it's like hopefully because they don't know each other as well that they won't lean on stunts and that they'll actually just dance. <laughs> because honestly, like it's because like you're a group that has been together for years, right? That you can kind of trust each other and like choreograph those stunts. And now it's like, well, I just met you 
So now it's like, okay, like, we got to dance together. I probably don't want to throw you in the air and catch you. So, <laughs> um, is there anything else from this week in State of the Nation that you wanted to talk about, Ko- Koala? I don't think so. All right. Um, well, I think the crew did talk about some fun things, kept things pretty light. Um, a lot of anime talk, as usual. Attack on Titan, I... I I had been planning to rewatch the entire series before the end, and I guess I have until December to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, I got plenty of time. Um, all right, so let's move on to closing thoughts and our weekly check-in this week. Koala, how have you been? How's school? Um, are you on break right now? I, uh, it's just a holiday, just two days. So next week... No, I'm not at school next week, but I'm in school the week after that to write exams. What's the holiday? Something... I don't remember. It's something to do with, like, the church. Oh. (laughs) I could look it up, what it's in English, but... Well, isn't a holiday also in other um, countries near you? Your neighboring countries? No clue. Uh-uh-uh. Wikipedia, English, Ascension of Jesus. Is that how you pronounce that? That sounds correct. Um, yeah, that's what the holiday is called. We, Ascension hmm? of Jesus. So Jesus going to heaven? Is that what that is? Yes. All right, cool. I mean, I thought there was only Easter where Jesus <laughs> rises from the dead and that there's Easter. And we, have, we have like this, so it's called Christi Himmelfahrt in German wow that sounds really then... aggressive <laughs> <laughs> but it's Christi is just basically Jesus because Jesus Christus it's, and then Himmelfahrt is just yeah ascension basically okay alright well you know what enjoy your couple days off I hope you um, get to watch a bunch of stuff oh uh, yeah I'm planning to finally finish my dramas <laughs> Okay, so to uh, to break the fourth wall, what were you watching prior to our recording today? <laughs> like literally, like as we're recording, you're like, I'm watching this still. It's the fifty seventh, I think, Baekseong Arts Awards. It's like mainly focused on Korean TV and entertainment scene, and there were a lot of people I sim to, so I watched it. And it was on TikTok, so it was pretty convenient for me for, to watch it. Uh, you TikTok kids. Um, yeah, it, it got my attention when you tagged me for uh, Susie. So thank you. Yes, yeah, she's the host, I believe. Oh my goodness. Okay, Susie. Very nice. And uh, <laughs> Charm Girl. We don't actually know her real name anymore. I think we just call her Charm Girl. <laughs> OP does know her real name. I sometimes forget it i have forgotten it because i think charm girl is uh, is very adorable she's um the co-lead in extracurricular if you are interested very dark k-drama but i do like her character a lot and it kind of goes to show that in world in the world and in life um people do bad things but doesn't always make them bad people She's also in Mouse, which I'm currently watching. That's like more of a crime stuff with like psychopath focus. Yeah. I think it was like, what if you could find out before you you get birth to a baby whether it's a psychopath or not? 
something like that. Wow, I didn't know that was the premise. Isn't that is that based on a webtoon? I'm not quite sure it could be, but I don't think so. Well, I'll put it on the list of shows that I will eventually get to. I don't know if I ever will, but you know, <laughs> that's kind of just how it works. Uh, last week was May the 4th, um, which was a Tuesday, and that was Star Wars Day. So usually the first week of May is a big celebration for me, at least in my local area, because we have uh, Star Wars Day, May the 4th, and we also have Comic Book Day, which is um, free comic books at every comic book shop. Um, I don't know who exactly organizes it, but it is a national event where comic book shops are given free comic books from different brands, and then those comic books are distributed, or are given to people for free. So it's like special, um, yearly special comic books. So they're not like, necessarily tied in with any larger storylines or larger um, events that are happening in comic storytelling at the time. However, comic book shops will also give free comic books of things that they have extra of, which is amazing because it really gives kids and it gives people an opportunity to to access comic books and to give them a starting place um, if they're curious and if they don't really know um, how to get into comic books. So I think it's, it does a really nice job to to promote literacy and to promote um, storytelling within uh, the comic book and graphic novel medium. And I think it's important because to me, um, it's another form of entertainment and yet there is a lot of creativity that can be found. Um, and I think artists and writers are still something that needs to be preserved as far as culture and and storytelling and uh, and yeah it's just uh, it, it means a lot to me i think comic books and storytelling and print storytelling is still like a really big part of my life so yeah if you're in the u.s um check out your local comic book shops because things are opening up again um they need your business they need to see people again and i hope once the world opens up again that we will all meet at different conventions whether that's anime or comic books that was my spiel um <laughs> Cole, have you have you ever uh, experienced U.S. Western comic books? Because I know you read a lot of webtoons and you've read manga, but how about U.S. comic books? I don't think so. No, I don't think I've like done a deep dive. I know I have a couple of friends who like read a lot of comic books, but I myself haven't yet. Yeah, the thing with with U.S. comic books is the lo- the bigger brands, right? Whether that's Marvel, DC. Um, like the larger stories of like Batman, Superman, Iron Man, the Avengers, they don't have consistent storylines where it's like read this arc, right? Or like read this story. Um, there's nothing ever collected super well, or like it's not visible to find. Um, I mean, there are collections and there are stories that exist, but I think it's still relatively difficult to find complete stories. Um, but what U.S. comics do do well are the smaller, lesser-known properties, where it's like a very complete arc, it's a very complete story, um, and I do think those stories are worth diving into. Um, but again, it's not easily accessible, and it's not um, something that is talked about very, very much. It's not talked about this in the same way as a Marvel X-Men comic book or a DC Justice League comic book. Um, yeah, I think that there is a lot of storytelling in 
U.S. comic books that is still untapped. And I hope that um, you get to experience them someday. You know, I'll give you recommendations if you're really interested. And I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that there's ways that you can find it on the internet. Um, my my big adventure last week was Star Wars related. Um, I wrote a whole thing about it, but, you know, I'm just going to go very briefly. Um, I like to reread this book called How Star Wars Conquered the Universe um, every year or so. It's by Chris Taylor and it's biography about Star Wars. So kind of the um, cultural imprint of the franchise since 1977, what inspired George Lucas and then how it shaped every sphere of interest, whether that's comic books and fandom moving forward um, and kind of the Western perception of the hero's journey and how that has influenced and permeated through so much of media, whether that's movies, television or comic books itself. Um, or even things in international markets over the uh, over the few decades. So, yeah, I think it's very much a, a love letter to all Star Wars fans, and it brings everyone into the conversation, opens the door, even to fans who may be a little bit more um, excited <laughs> about certain points of view, which is which is fine. But um, yeah, I think it really is a nice grounding point for people who want to learn more about the history of media and the history of storytelling through movies, through Star Wars. So, yeah. Um, Kuala, anything you're looking forward to next week? Mm, wait. I don't... Is there anything I'm looking forward to? I'm only looking forward to one of the trainees of Youth With You finally opening his Instagram account. <laughs> that's my only thing you know you know you know we have our little things we have our um yeah we have things that help us get by and i hope that helps you get by so very cool um for me not much i'm trying to think music wise twice i think is very exciting i don't know when exactly they're coming back do you know when june 10th june i think or 9th so a month from now Almost exactly a month. Okay. So All My Girl will just have finished their run. So no overlap there. Which is interesting how that happens. I do honestly feel like... Not necessarily that the companies talk to each other, per se. But I think there uh, is some kind of communication that lets companies know when things are happening between other companies. And it's adjusted accordingly. This is just me speculating. I have no information on this. (laughs) You're an insider, don't lie. Uh, please, you're the one who works for YG, <laughs> who is trying to take over and be their CEO eventually. So let's, totally. let's be real. Um, yeah, I think that does it. Um, any closing thoughts at all, Koala? Uh, anything you want to wish the nation well before we head out? Mm, just the casual stay safe, I guess. Yeah, I think everyone stay safe. Um, and as the world starts to open up again, I do hope that we are able to start to see people. Um, in different places and different ways. So, yeah, stay safe, get vaccinated. And oh. for the countries that don't have vaccines, keep wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'll send it there today. All right. So, thank you for listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, episode 18. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform and continue the conversation on the Soji Talk K-pop podcast Discord.
This has been the Soju Talk Nation for Koala. This is Crispy. Bye. Bye.